Hello, fans of Building Bridges. My name is Taya, and this is Salina. Hi. And we're representing Austria. This is Eurovision. Yeah, yeah, ding dong! Building Bridges! You're good to go. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. And I'm Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. Right. So that sounded like the three of us were here, but actually there's just two of us this week. We just played a little trick on you. Yeah, just a little trick on technology. <laughs> Seb isn't here with us tonight because he, he doesn't feel well, but we're waving all the way to Austria to him, both from Canada and Slovenia and sending him good wishes for him to get well soon yeah go to Besserung, Sebi. <laughs> whatever that means <laughs> um, <laughs> so um yeah this is our next episode of building bridges podcast there's uh, we're getting closer and closer to eurovision itself and the things are putting the picture together so what are we up to dave this week so, yeah, so we're about 50 days away this weekend from Eurovision week. So time is getting really, really short. National final season ended, of course, with a bang with Melfest and Festival da Canção in Portugal. So we'll talk about that really, really quickly as well. Uh, and even though Sebi's not here, though, he did, before he took ill, he did have a good uh, day because he got to go to the press release at ORF in Vienna and he got to meet... Taya and Selena in person, and he actually got to interview them. And I know that made you quite jealous, yeah. Yes, and I I think it's the best time just to take a look and to listen to his lovely chat with Taya and Selena right now. So your song, Who the Hell is Edgar, is finally out. How does it feel? Amazing. I think the, the biggest thing for us is... Uh, keeping it a secret mm. of course yeah, like our horrible. like very close friends and family knew about it but uh now that we can like finally talk about it i think like the pressure is a bit off and we're just very happy to see like the reaction and like whatever happens yeah definitely your music video is absolutely crazy um, <laughs> thank you very much uh, what is your favorite part about shooting that Oh, definitely the part where we had to put um, moustaches, moustaches on yeah. and the big suit because, yeah, it felt incredible to not be that I don't have to be that, you know, that 100% like girlies. Yeah, yeah, it felt very liberating, I think. I felt free, to, actually. To, I felt to like, free be kind of like gender fluid and see like yeah uh, it, you know it was it was actually very fun everything about it like the whole shoot it was a very long shoot we shot for 22 hours straight wow which was insane so it was felt like changing character as well because when you yeah. put the mustache and you were like hey i'm here yeah. like, she was <laughs> like, i, I kind of looked like freddie mercury yeah, as well you looked like like 100 you looked like freddie so we were like all, all day we were like i want to break free <laughs> but it, it was super fun it was very very you much see fun that video. Like, <laughs> exactly like everything everything we did that day was super fun and we were yeah. so happy to have such a great team i think they really understood what we want to say and what we want to go for and it's really cool I mean, Austria was very successful with bearded ladies in the past, of course, so maybe that's a good sign. Um, well, <laughs> well, of course, we don't want to, um, like, copy anyone or, no. like, tread on the territory, of course. But, no, uh, 
it's 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 supposed to be like very lighthearted, very fun, and, and it's it's uh, why we actually put on the masters is just so we can get into a room full of there's men. There's a reason, yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like copying. No, no, of course, it's, it's more it's, like it's because part of the, of the topic. Story. Yeah, yeah, it's part of the story. Do you already know what you're gonna do on stage? Will we see the mustache as well? We're still working on it. We're still working on it. We don't know yet. <laughs> We're trying to convince everyone so we can put on the mustache as well. Yeah. <laughs> but probably not. It's just part of the story. And like for for the staging, we're like still on. Yeah, like we're in, in the middle of it, kind of like planning and stuff. Did you manage to listen to any of the other songs already? Yes, we did. And do you have a favorite, maybe? Yeah, um, a couple. Yeah, yeah, definitely a couple. Um, I always forget the country, but I can hum it. <laughs> I can sing. The... Oh, Norway. 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 Yeah, we love Norway. We love Queen of the Kings. Exactly, yeah, Queen of the Kings. We love the message, of course. And, and she's gorgeous. Yes, yes. We love the song. We love uh, Czech Republic as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, a lot of the songs. We actually really like a lot of the songs. We have like a favorite in Sweden as well, of course. Of course, who doesn't? Yeah. Of course, who doesn't? <laughs> well, <laughs> who are we talking about? Who the hell is our favorite? <laughs> But yeah, we, we love everyone and we're just so excited to meet everyone and, and yeah, we, we're not like really focused on like uh, like rivaler, rivalry, do you say it? Yeah, mm. we're, we're yeah. not focused on that because it's a whole get together and we're super happy yeah, to meet them. Yeah, it's a big them. family and we're gonna... Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect from Liverpool? Fun. Fun! Yeah. Love. Yeah, but like, we know there's a lot of Eurovision fans there and like a whole party feeling and then we're just super happy to catch the vibe and meet everyone, so yeah. 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 And which country do you think will surely give you 12 points? Well, we don't know. Uh, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. We were, we're, we actually, can you just please give us 12 points and then, yeah, <laughs> and then like we can tell you which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We have a very international audience, so maybe do you have a few words for all the Eurovision fans that are listening right now? First of all, thank yeah, you. Thank you very much for thank being a fan. Yeah, thank you so much for like all the support and the love. And we know that uh, our song is very crazy and polarizing, but the feedback that we got so far is very heartwarming and that's exactly yeah. what we love about Eurovision like and all crazy the is something good because it's different yeah maybe. we love that <laughs> yeah so thank you and, and just vote for whoever you like the most I guess <laughs> vote for us <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you best of luck for Liverpool girls thank you so thank you very much, much. Dea and Selina, this year's Austrian Eurovision act with an amazing who the hell is Edgar. Um, probably one of the most awaited, um, I would say, Eurovision entries of this season. Right, Dave? Yeah, and that was so cool. I'm actually quite jealous because I, I honestly, just based on the name and of, cor of course, I mean, we don't want to say who on Twitter, but there, there had been a leak, we'll say through some mystical element on online. Um, and of course the clip that was shared wasn't the, the best, like without context, it sounded like this was going to be another non-qualification year for, for Austria, right? Like maybe another joke entry, like, Oh yeah, you know, Austria doesn't want to host it. So they're just throwing whatever, but this, this is incredible. And of course we thank uh, Taya and Selena for their, their interview with Sebi. He got all kinds of pictures and selfies that he posted very jealous. We'll have to see if he can put one on, on the Building Bridges Instagram account as well, because that was a really cool interview we had with him. 
and they are shooting up the betting odds. I think the last I checked now, they're in sixth place. Yes. Like that's, that's crazy for Austria. And they're also doing very good on, on um, my Eurovision scoreboard. As we speak right now, they are on, let me choose the right year, because I'm, for some reason, <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll stay with the betting odds for a second, because Sebi told, he's still here in spirit, right? He told me the other day that, to put this into context, like there's six in the betting odds now. When national final season ended in 2014, Conchita was down in 10th, 11th place. Oh, wow. So just for a bit of context there. So this is, this is I guess, uncharted territory for Austria for a long time. Thea and Selina, actually, on my Eurovision scoreboard, they are right now, as we speak, at uh, number four, which is kind of obvious because I think this whole, I would say, uh, journey, their Eurovision journey was pretty strategic, if you ask me. Um I think that ORF approached the whole matter very strategically this year. The song, which seems, you know, very simple at first ball, is actually multi-layered, actually has a strong message when you go into it. Um, it talks about, you know, the fact that men are in show business are still dominant in the whole industry and also about the fact that musicians are really underpaid for their work. Here's reference to 0.003. At the same time, a very, very, very catchy sound. It just goes to the ears, and I think I'm partly responsible for all of the thousands and thousands of plays on Spotify. <laughs> but again, I'm getting to them 0.003 per stream. I think euros or dollars, I'm not sure. Um, and Either yes, way, it's not I, much money. Yeah, it's not much. Um, but I think, anyway, they are in for a, quite a high ranking in Liverpool. And I would say rightly so, because, I mean, the song is really, really something else. Um, and as you said, um, this specific Twitter, you know, um, source, which we had for quite some weeks, which was apparently based in Vienna. So who knows <laughs> if that very specific, you know, source wasn't Sebi himself. Are you saying Sebi is the crystal ball on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it is an option. It is an option. So we will never know. But anyway, um, that leak actually sounded pretty bad. And as you said, like, it could also be... And if you remember, we talked to each other, uh, I think, a day ahead of its release. And I said, you know, this is either a joke entry or something completely epic and brilliant. And I'm just happy that it is the other way, as we expected. They were also hosting um, a little radio show yesterday at Odrai. Yeah. See, I love that. I'm so I'm so not used to it. Like I'll I'll never forget the first time um cuz I I never I never hear Eurovision songs out in yeah. public unless I'm generating the music myself. I never hear them. Exactly. I was in Portugal and heard Mons uh, on the radio and I freaked out. And I was driving through Slovenia and heard Manuela yes. on the radio and I couldn't believe yes. it. And then of all the weird places in the world, when I was in Qatar for the World Cup, there was a Eurovision hour, like dedicated hour on the radio. No and they way. played Orsch, they played Chanel. Like it was constant, like bop after bop of Eurovision hits. It in was Qatar. it was amazing. In Qatar of all places. And the only thing you would hear here, obviously, is uh, Snap. But I mean, that's it doesn't, doesn't have the same impact anymore because you hear it you know, five times an hour on the radio. So 
but uh, g- going back to Terra and Selena, I, w- I would say that um, they, they, they were building, you know, the whole bridges. process. Also bridges, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I think they're up for something really interesting. So especially in a year like this, I don't think you it's know? a winner, but I, I do think that Austria is going to get back to the left-hand side of the board. It's, it's not a question of if it qualifies. It's how, would, how well will it yeah. do? How many people will vote for this? I, I worry about the juries in the final, but I think the televote will take this quite far. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm in such a good mood. Like, the sun is shining here today. It's really weird. Uh, Jan can barely see me on the screen uh, because of all the sunshine. I've got all the, the blinds open. This is crazy. Because, of course, we switched. We're on summertime already. You're not. So we're an hour closer, which helps us. Which is uh, great. And I just found these Oreos. And they're oh. Oreos stuffed with Oreos. And I'm trying so hard. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's like cookies and cream Oreos. So you're enjoying like, your day like I'm, it's I'm having such a good day. And we both agree on a song. We both love this one. And even even Stebby, I can tell you, loves this song, and he's not one for liking his own country's entries. No, but this so is we great. all agree on something. So I'm super happy. This is great because, like you know, sometimes when it comes to Eurovision opinions, sometimes a lot of fans, especially some spe- from some specific specific big five countries, uh, I would say um, they really go after, you know, thinking about, you know, oh, our song is the best, like our, you know, but in some cases, it could be like really true. But again, we talked about this already. Um, But there's also one thing we talked about this several days ago, when we saw the lineup in Euroclub in United Kingdom in Liverpool this year. And one of the acts which really (laughs) grabbed my attention was Gemini and Crybaby. And I'm wondering if they in 20 years learned how to sing. So this is this is what I'm really interested into. I hope there will be somebody filming this <laughs> oh it'll be all over social media i am sure so if I you don't hope, have tickets to euro club you will see the performance i really hope they improved it i think they had you know but i thought time. i thought see again not not us not being from the uk uh mm-hmm. which is kind of the whole point of this podcast but anyway and if anybody's listening surely they can let us know but um as far as the story goes that i remember it went so bad that basically they never sang together again. Gemini kind of disbanded. It's not a thing. Um, so when I saw them on the list, I was kind of shocked because I, I think, um, and I don't know, because again, we didn't plan this, so I forget her name, but like I, I think she's had a rough go. Like she's been in, in jail and I mean, yeah, they're not really, they, they, you know, Gemini doesn't her, really exist. <laughs> I think her name is Gemma because the name oh, Gemini goes course. from Gemma and I. So uh, I don't know why do I know that. Anyway, you know, I always remember some useless information. But um, yes. <laughs> like um, how many def- points that song got in 2003. Random fact. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it's it's 20th anniversary of, of Crybaby. And um, I think they were like really dropped from their record label at that time. <laughs> um, right after the performance. Uh, so I think they landed in the UK without record label. Um, yeah. But um, yes, I don't think they ever... I think they made short appearances in in some TV specials, um, which is weird because these TV specials were called How Do You Win Eurovision? 
and I'm not sure <laughs> so why. So they were there to say what not to do, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, again, this is not hate or whatever. It's just our, you know... No, I'm, I'm truly on... curious. I can't yeah. wait to see... Because, uh, like I said, I'm sure the night of, people will be live uh, streaming that on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everything. So we'll, we'll find out. We won't be in Liverpool, but I'm sure we'll find out either way. Well, here's here's a big question for you, Jan. Did you watch a little show on Saturday called Melody Festival? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had to. History I mean, was going to be made, right? Again, like we oh said last goodness. week, there was no way uh, Tattoo wasn't going to win. And it stormed to victory with 177 points. Uh, second place wasn't even close. But, of course, that went to Marcus oh, Mar- Martinus. Yeah. But um, what did you think of the... Well, the bits of the performance of Lorraine that you could see when she wasn't covered in smoke. Yeah, that that's a I mean, that question is is really good because as you said, this at some point because it felt like Christmas, it felt like, you know, know. It, it was better than my birthday, it was better than, <laughs> you know, like whatever, you know, it was this little trip being in the future of Eurovision already because I mean you know, somehow they should really go, the SVT should go and see the rankings at the time of Lorene was performing. Because I think as much as I was checking my social media, I think all of my, you know, Eurovision friends from all around the world were pretty much, you know, just, you know, watching and filming and enjoying these three minutes. And it's been magical for me. The only thing I was like so confused was that how on earth, I mean, she can't have like the proper, you know, the proper way of putting her performance. First, she had her little activist, as she called him, you know. <laughs> but it's incredible that we don't even need to see her. And still, she got almost all the, tw- well, she got seven of eight twelves from the, na- the international juries. To get what she got, she must have gotten at least five or six twelves again from um from the age groups in sweden that voted i'm just checking now that the specific data is still not out unfortunately but she could have gotten 192 points she got 177 that's pretty damn good yeah and the only country not giving her 12 points which is also one of the hot topics from this week is croatia um, and being lucky enough to speak the language and being able maybe <laughs> to follow the magazines and stuff, I can see that sometimes, you know, the, it's all over the magazine saying like, oh, Croatia with no taste. Uh, but yet again, it's different. You know, there are different camps here. There, yeah. like, there, There's th- this little camp which is going all the way to to Let 3. They can't put Lorene in the same box as they do with Let 3 uh, and the other way around. You know, and this is why they go for, you know, it's it's such a 2.0 euphoria and stuff like that. But again, I think the most important thing here is to celebrate music itself, to celebrate the contest itself. And it's great to have different opinion. I always say that because that makes, you know, the whole world diverse. Yeah, and they, um, still, they still gave her eight points. Yes. They gave... Um... It's not that they didn't give her nothing. No, no. They just didn't give her... 12. No, I mean, they gave Teos the 12. He he finished kind of mid-table. So it's not like nobody else gave him any points and they gave him 12. It wasn't that scandalous. It is funny, though, they gave Paul Ray the 10 for Royals. And then he yeah. got the one point from the televote in Sweden. 
So it's, maybe it's they're a bit off there. But yet there was almost no surprises in the final lineup of Melody Festival. And I mean, other you know outcome of it. No, the big the big thing is that the the viewership was up a bit. They had some more viewers compared to last year. But because uh, I, I guess people, there must again been a subset of people that tuned in to watch Lorraine win. They wanted to see that. But then I think you also had a lot of people that didn't watch because they said, oh, I'm not going to bother because it was so obvious that she was going to win. So they had 3.4 million people tune in in Sweden in a country of 10 million. So like a third of the country to watch that. But when she won in 2012, when Euphoria won, 4.1 million people watched. Wow. So over the years, they've dropped, dropped, dropped. So this year there was a little increase. I don't know what that means for SVT. Is that an issue? I mean, still, it's huge numbers. You know, a third of the country are watching, but like, they're they're way down. Like a million less people watching than ten years ago. That's that's a lot too. But I, I'm sure that SVT will go and see the numbers, and they will, you know, take a look of what they can improve, what they shouldn't repeat, or, you know, in this kind of a way. Um, I'm pretty much sure that they always do, you know, the right thing when it comes to production. Well, yeah, I, I mean, we have full faith in Sweden. They, they changed to this current format in 2002 with very little change since then. Uh, like the second chance round is now a semifinal. Some of the voting has changed a little bit over the years. But maybe maybe it's become too predictable. Like um, the, the whole fact that she was in 10th place, they, the running order was set the way it is because they know people generally vote really well for people in 10th place, whoever's there. Uh, maybe it's time for a shakeup. Maybe they need do need to try something really different and try and get those uh, the Swedes back watching again. But that uh, that remains to be seen. The other big news, of course, coming out of Melfest um, that was broken by the uh, the Swedish newspaper Aftonbladet was uh, if Lorraine was to win, and of course she has, they might not be able to take her staging to Liverpool. Yes, because that screen that she's kind of wiggling around under weighs one point two tons. Wow! So the the roof of the M and S Bank Arena in Liverpool might not be able to uh, support that weight where they need it, wherever the stage will be set up. And even in if 40 it can, seconds. yeah, so that in, in, in between the postcards. But also, you've got to take into consideration it's a huge screen. Plus, it comes with the, the the floor that she has as well, because there's sand on that. So that can't you can't just lay sand out over the, the floor that all of the other acts are on. That's why she has that box that she's kind of moving around on. Where do you put it when you have 36 other countries with their own props, their own staging? So there's a lot of logistics to work out there. Plus the smoke that uh, that Jan already mentioned. So they had this issue in Stockholm or in Sol- Solena, really. Because the Friends Arena is different than Malmö. The air, the air exchange, the vents, right? They're different in every arena. Yeah. So they had that issue on Saturday in Stockholm because just the stadium it was in is different than the heat they were in in Malmö. So the arenas were different. So they didn't know how much smoke to put out, when to start releasing it because you've got that break in between the songs. So when do you start producing smoke? How much do you produce? And of course, they did it either too late or too early or too much, and and we got the performance we saw on Saturday. As much as I 
check this kind of news. Lorene also confirmed. I'm not sure if that's the latest news, but I think that she, as for now, she, she and SVT, uh, they don't have a backup plan for that. So that will be yeah. an interesting journey for that. Yeah. Uh, as well, they've got well, a little bit said, of time, but if they're going to build something, they, they don't really have much. Yes, yes, it's definitely a lot. And this structure, which is on, on the stage, was definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much sure it's not meant to be transported to, to Liverpool because it's... If that's going to Liverpool, be... that needs to go on a truck now. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, not now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll monitor that because, of course, we all, we all love Lorraine on this show. We all love uh, Swedish Melody Festival, and so we're going to be watching her very closely. But other things happened, believe it or not, over the last yes. few days. Did you watch Festival La Cansao after Melfest? I have to say <laughs> that um, I decided to to skip that, but I um, watched the the, the, the 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 national final performance, which was later published on YouTube. Um, yeah, so but I, I, think I switched I, I over. Missing much? No, I switched over. I got a lot of laundry done. Oh, I prepared my uh, my lectures for this week. I cleaned the house. I I did a lot of things because the show went on for four hours. It yes. was like Una Voce for somebody know all over again, or one <laughs> one night of San Remo. Here's here's a shout out to Sweden only, when they really keep things in two hours or yes, hour so and organized. a half for national thank, thank you, Sweden. Thank you, SVT. Yes, learn from but, SVT. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was it was long, and uh, they they had some news breaks, and it just it just kept going. Uh, but at least for San Marino and San Remo, there were twenty plus songs. This was thirteen songs. Yeah, and the voting went on for what seemed like at least three hours. So yeah, of course, in the end, the favorite one it was Mimi Cat with I Corazao. Yeah. So no, no big surprise there. So we're gonna look at some of these songs, I, I guess, next week because that was one of like there's this big flurry now, right, to get all the songs out before the deadline. We did just have the uh, head of delegation meeting, I guess, in Liverpool mm -hmm. over the yes. weekend. So all the all the songs were presented to. Uh, well, all, all the heads of all the countries, they got to see them and hear them. Still a few this week left to come out. But of course, by the time this is published uh, on Friday, they'll all be out. Uh, and we had something really special too. Did you see the, the draw that happened at the meeting? Yes. UK being 26th in the grand final. Meanwhile, um, last year's winning country, Ukraine, 19th in the grand final. This is the allocation draw. Yeah, so those, that's their running order. And the really cool thing was the Ukrainian head of delegation picked for the UK and then the British head of delegation picked for Ukraine. And they kind of swapped, right? So that's how they ended up with those. Um, I mean, not bad spots, really. 19th to 26th. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think they can be overly upset with those. We haven't had a winning song go last since 1989, but... You never know. You never know. You never know. And we had a revamp, actually, of the Ukrainian song. Tvorchi put out their new version of Heart of Steel. Some of the instrumentation has changed a little bit, and we've got some verses in Ukrainian now. Albania also put out a revamp of Duye, which was, uh, I think, produced and, and the, the video filmed in Istanbul a few weeks ago. I honestly don't really notice a big difference between the original version and the new one. I don't know if you did, Jan. Usually, this kind of revamps, especially for Albania, they are always, you know, known for like 
huge revamps or at least like production-wise revamps and you know maybe sometimes they just go oh we'll just change a song <laughs> hello 2015 um but like in all in all i don't see really you know so much no not, not a whole lot changed no yeah the only thing i see because usually we have all this um i think it, it's it, it is nice to say it's like screaming ladies from albania this year just they just decided to bring screaming family from albania because we're obviously family oriented competition but um all in all i think it doesn't you know it, it's it's not as changed as i expected it to be no and i feel like the the juries have put albania through a lot like every year when i watch and think no they're not going to qualify this year their name gets called in the semi-final and i'm like oh the juries <laughs> so maybe this year i i without the jury that won't help them but of course we'll see we will see we will definitely see would they i i still have you know sometimes especially the songs which have been only uh, promoted throughout the music video without any live performances or maybe showcase performances it's so hard to go and judge because a lot of them let's say i will go from from my perspective if we talk about um joker out for an example uh they both premiered both music video and perform the song live throughout Messia Liverpool. Um, and there's a lot of people going on saying that a lot of fans enjoy live performance over the music video, especially for, for this kind of songs, which we are still waiting to see them perform live. It's still yet a little bit hard to judge. But again, once you see them on the stage, I will never forget this very example, Ukraine 2021 with Shum. When I heard this song for the first time, I was like, no, okay, yeah, well, you know. When I saw it on the stage, killer, wow. Um, so, okay, did going you, on. Did you, before we go on, did you not watch Festival Kangas this year? No. Okay, so you haven't seen Julia live. No, well, I saw the performance, which was winning well. Yeah, we do have a live performance to go off of. But you haven't yes. seen it, so all that still rings true for you. Okay, we'll go on before we run out of time. Azerbaijan is sending uh, an Azeri song, a very organic yes. Azeri song this year without any foreign <clears throat> Swedish influence this year. Uh, so we'll talk about that next week. Greece as well, sending their uh, youngest competitor ever, Victor, released what they say. On Wednesday this week in Armenia, Brunette is releasing Future Lover. And on Thursday, Georgia wins, I guess, the the race to be the last country to reveal its song. Um, yeah, so Echo is going to be the last song released on, on Thursday. So we're going to get in, dive, dive into some of those next week. And uh, once we've heard them and can digest them, I think we're going to start talking about uh, semifinal one and semifinal two and who's got the best odds to qualify and all that fun stuff because we've got two months to fill until Eurovision. So we've got to talk about something. Exactly. But in that very meantime, we will also be able to have a little look of how their performances or how the, their songs will be presented live on stage. We are entering Eurovision party season shortly. In just a few days, um, the acts are heading off to Barcelona. Between 23rd and 25th of March, there's a Barcelona Eurovision party. Then we're jumping to Poland on April 1st. That's not an April Fool's joke, by the way. It's really Eurovision party. <laughs> Although it is Poland. if you're Blanca, because you're not invited. <laughs> yes. 
but still starting April in Poland with Polish Eurovision party, getting back to Spain a week after with pre-party ES Madrid on April 8th, then in seven days after that on 15th of April, there's a traditional Eurovision in concert in Amsterdam, the Netherlands, and 16th of April, London Eurovision party. It's, it is an interesting time of the year because, like you said, some of them we haven't seen live yet. We've only had uh, yeah. music videos released. So we'll get to see, I guess, how some of the vocals sound. But for the artists themselves, like that's a lot of running around. So it, it, it is kind of exhausting in the lead up to when they're also rehearsing, could be working on choreography, working on staging. But then on the other side of it, too, they get to meet the other contestants for the first time in most cases and start to make these connections and, and friendships. Uh, So it's, there's a a lot of, of, I guess, potential news that could be coming out over the next few weeks as well. So all is not lost. No. And as you said, this kind of parties are always a good opportunity for the artists to network, to, to, you know, to make friendships and stuff, because Eurovision, as we all experienced it, it's always very, you know, very on schedule, very, you know, be there, be there. And like, even though they're like flying from one country to another, whoever is participating in in all of these um, countries in in these parties is still a good thing because they, you know, they can get along and it's, it's a, it's a great journey. We have this Eurovision 2023 family all at the same time being together, which is amazing. And um, I think they will, we will continue slowly to get, this slight little bit of performances we're all waiting for them for, for Liverpool. Yeah, and and that's it, I guess, from us for this week. No game, of course, because without Sebi, it wouldn't wouldn't be fair. I mean, I could, I guess, yeah, exactly. you could come up with one on the spot, and I could steal all his points. But uh, considering poor the poor thing is sick in bed and can't really speak right now, uh, not not overly fair. So we'll we'll wish Sebi well again and hope that next week he's he's back and feeling better. And uh, wherever you are. Have a lovely afternoon, evening, morning, late afternoon, whatever time it is, whenever you are in the world. And also don't forget to follow us on our social media. We are building underlying bridges, underlying podcast on Instagram, and we will be happy to get in touch with you. If you have any specific topics you want us to talk about, feel free to write a message to us and we will be here for you talking about us. So that's pretty much it. See you soon. Yeah. Ciao for now.